We're rolling old school quality. Old school Crash Todd. Alex not in the building, he broke a rib. Which, you know. Is he not coming at all? Oh, I was thinking about this, Craig. What's your take on this? What? When you were in high school, mm-hmm. you get injured playing a sport. You're kind of like a local, like a hero. Like someone gets to walk with you, you leave class early. Yeah. Someone carries your stuff for you. It's like, yeah, you took them for the team. It's like a it's like a war injury. When you're thirty two, playing deck hockey, <laughs> is that or is it more of a question it's like how hard are you trying? what is that to me it seems it there's nothing heroic about it. But a broken rib sucks. If I'm I was playing on. if I was playing deck hockey, I'd be going I'd be giving it my all. If, if you got injured and you're you played in the It'd be embarrassing in the game. soccer game. It'd be embarrassing. The alumni. The alumni Greensboro. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you got injured during that and you would have come in here with like your foot in a boot for like six weeks. And it's like work's laid up. It's like why is that? You got a family at home, you got a job, you got a business you're running, and you got injured playing rec sports. <sighs> Yeah, I guess I can't really risk that. That would be bad. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a lot more than in high school when it's like, okay, this is you laid it on the line for your team. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad to see Alex still exercising and hustling, but you, you can't be breaking a rib playing deck hockey. That's rough. That's rough. That it's a painful injury because it's one of those. The closer it is to the center of your body, every time you accidentally laugh. Yeah. Is he going to work right now? I think so. Oh, man. I think so. I think he has to. He's, it's his newborn, which mm-hmm. he hasn't even really been here to talk about being a parent of two yet. Mm-hmm. So, Alex not here. We're recording on the old equipment to pick off where we left the last day. Because I got a lot of politics stuff that we're just going to touch the headline. And this is something for people to pay attention to in the next, over the holiday season. But let's start with college football. Hope, you seem to have changed your tune. About what? Michigan, now you're for the noose. Yeah, they're obviously cheating. If you're not cheating, you're not trying, and this is a dumb rule that we established on the last episode. The, no, the rule just should have changed. You don't just break the rule and then change it. You, Joe Biden does. Maybe. No, there's actually a precedent for this in our government. Of yeah, <laughs> Once you break the rule to get in office, you change that rule so you're no longer breaking the rule. If you're not... Changing your signals and scouting your opposition signals. I agree signals, with that. I agree with that. You're man. a loser. But if nobody else was taking... Because if you're just working off like game film... Yeah. That's not, not as easy as sitting there and just videotaping. It's, are you telling me it makes a difference on whether or not he's standing on the sideline with sunglasses on? Or if he's in the first row? It's at a game where they aren't playing. Yeah, but if it's just anybody can videotape a game. You don't like your a standard iPhone is enough but to pick up the signals. Okay, but then it's intentional. Who's cheating. gonna do it for free? But they still have a rule against those intentional cheating. But if everyone, you got to at least cover your tracks. If everyone's doing it, just how much have we just not? Is everyone doing it? You're that. My argument is you're dumb if you're not. Why did all the coaches get together and ask? Because for that Michigan's a top dog. But everyone wants to take out the big guy, though. Donald Trump. New England Patriots, Michigan, Houston Astros. Every time someone rises to the top, you get these rule challenges. Where it's like you find something, you dust off the books, you find something from 20 years ago, and you try and reapply it to today. When the technology is no comparison. We are now in a league where you pay players to sign with your program. 
if you can't afford what is that? Oh, we certainly wow. just took off on an airplane. <laughs> oh damn! Okay, buckle up. Please put your trays up. <laughs> wow. Okay, this, is, this has been a day. This has been one hell of a day. So, what do you think? I guess so. I'm hearing you don't want to. I love the munchies right now, by the way. <laughs> what are you drinking? Oh, uh, Celsius. Oh, sparkling water. Okay. No, it's like an energy drink. Pinky's up. It's an energy drink. Sparkling orange. But, so if there's a rule, I don't understand how there's a rule and there's no penalty associated with that rule. I, this is our government. That doesn't this make is, sense to me. It's like, a, there were just laws... That we put, we put on paper because there was one asterisk example of how it would easily apply. Back in the day, not everyone could afford to send a player to their their opposing team's away games before they play them. Mm. That's not the case now. They just haven't updated the rule. So I don't see any reason why over the offseason, when they change from a 14 playoff to a 12-team playoff, that they also won't signal stealing is a part of the craft. It's a skill set. And you need to have some you need to pay someone sixty to a hundred thousand dollars a year to go do this. You're just paying for their flights and game tickets. It's not that expensive um, in the twenty twenty four era. But it, it it is like it makes it it's not a skill set. There's an app you can just punch in. People have invented them. You couldn't it, it, technology just steals the signs for you. And yeah, and you could this is this guy's hand to hand with war. Everyone's fine with the sign stealing in game. If this was war, and off a of film. If this was war, and one country was complaining, oh my god, they paid someone to come over and film our congressional hearings. Yeah. Would anybody think that there would be any penalty? Um, I'm just saying the, that there's rules, right? The, you got to play by the rules. Sec- Every, technically, be- same same with war. But I'm, I'm questioning is, does this rule tangibly affect the game? Or is it just a symbolic rule that is a relic of the past that we just haven't fixed? Mm. That, like, if you found out that half the team, half of the college football teams in the NCAA are doing this. Are they? I think. I haven't seen that. I think you'd be done. I don't. It's not hard to send someone with an iPhone to a game. And then you, so on TV, you have the live broadcast. You have the exact what the play call was. You send someone there filming the side. Is anybody asking any of the players? Right now, apparently there's like 60 people that are now roped into this in Michigan. Jim well, Harry getting fired and stuff now, yeah. Because they were trying to delete evidence and shit. Uh, oh, Hillary Clinton. This has all happened. People don't normally do any time or get any charges. For some reason, Michigan is getting the book stone at it. And it's, so do you think this is, do you think them just suspending Jim Harbaugh, he can coach the team during the week. He can sit in the parking lot and tailgate with them. He I just think, can't go in the stadium. I think that thing's stupid. Does that make any, like, but so, is this one of those they double lost where the people who want Michigan guilty are like, this isn't hard enough? And the people who think he's innocent are like, what are you doing? The problem is there hasn't been a trial. Innocent until proven guilty. What happened yeah. to that concept? We have, if it comes out, that he didn't know of this. I, I don't think that's going to happen. But let's say it did. How do you compensate him in Michigan 
for the penalty you gave him for a crime he didn't commit. Um, I don't think that matters. I think as the head coach, you're just guilty of whatever's under your program. You're responsible for it. You're supposed to know. That's the Penn State Joe Paul had the. They took that off the chin. That was one of those because I've seen you make that argument in the group chat. Is Joe Paul had to? Maybe he didn't know anything. As a coach, as a commander in chief, as a president, as a top of your organization, it's in charge. It's your responsibility to know what's going on underneath you. Now the question is, how severe is the cheating? So, do you think the punishment should be more or less? Or are you okay with it? I don't think that's the punishment. The punishment right I now... I think this is just like a temporary thing while they investigate. It's going to take five years mm-hmm. to get to the bottom of this. So we're talking this year's playoffs. Are you going to let Michigan in yeah. the Final Four? I would let them go. Yeah, there's no play... Everyone knows to change their signals. This isn't... That's, that's to me, the end of the story. It's just like, lesson learned, change your signals. Adva- how- but some teams are not good enough to like... Then you lose. Yeah. That's tough. I, I don't... But, to me, that's not, not fair... That's just, you're stupid. Speaking of, which I would now, what I think should be brought to trial. Just touching the wire like that. It was just a text coming in. Wow. These wild noises we're getting in here. Like, That's wild. Jail. Cincinnati. Joe Burrow was injured going into last night's Thursday night football game. Mm-hmm. They didn't put that on the injury report. He got injured quarter and a half into the game. Bengals were a close dog. Nobody would have bet on them had they known Joe Burrow was injured. The NFL has rules and protocols Mm -hmm. that you have to report all injuries. Normally, this focuses on concussion. For Burrow, he's a quarterback. It was his hand that they just didn't report there was any problem. If I had looked, well, I had bet on Baltimore. But if you were someone who bet on Cincinnati and you looked at that injury report and saw that the league MVP candidate quarterback is questionable and they have no backup, you're not placing that bet. Dave Portnoy of Barstool was someone who put like $100,000 down on Cincinnati. He's calling for right now he wants a refund. And he wants the Bengals to be punished for lying about their injury report. He's also a Michigan fan. So he's yeah, doing yeah, he's this. Annoying. Rules are rules. If we're going to follow rules, I want it applied at every single level. And I'm with him. I'm with him on this. I think this is totally fair. Didn't it affect me personally? But it could have. It could have. I looked at it and just saw Baltimore's defense was just significantly better than Cincinnati's. But Joe Burrow's an X factor. He's a top five, top ten quarterback. Mm-hmm. So him playing in a game, it's not quite Deshaun Watson, where it's like the backup may be better, or Kenny Pickett, where it's like you're just replacing by another six foot two pale dude. They're the same thing. Yeah. So it's like that injury doesn't mean anything. Joe Burrow, that changes all the betting lines on the wide receivers over under yards. Are the Steelers doing good right now? Steelers are. I have to eat my. Technically, I've been wrong. They're winning. Right. They have the worst offense in the NFL statistically. <laughs> And the worst defense. They get turnovers for points. Uh, And they've managed to do that to an extent, like play special teams, that they're in playoff contention. (laughs) They're they're like five and three. I think it's their scores. Yeah. They they win games like 23 17, a defensive touchdown, and start a drive in the opponent's 20. They're making it work. 
They're, they've gotten a couple bad injuries, though, and Baltimore's really picking it up. Cleveland's out. I'm still saying Pittsburgh won't. This is going to be another typical Mike Tomlin 10-7, 9-8, missed the playoffs by a game, don't get a good draft pick. I don't know what the future's looking like. But th- technically, right now, I'd be considered a hater. How come um, Steelers are? How come the Steelers coach just can go five hundred, not get fired? He's never had a losing season. Yeah, but uh, they're calling for Franklin to be fired after two losses. Because Franklin, <laughs> Franklin is a retard. There's just a simple. That's right. I was disappointed. I put out a poll out on X on who was the dumbest person from Pennsylvania: <laughs> Joe Biden, John Fetterman, or James Franklin. Joe Biden overwhelmingly won really? that bet. But this was following when he went for it. I'm trying to remember. He went for it like inside his 30 mm-hmm. on fourth down or something. It's like the team can't convert fourth and short. They don't have a back or a line or a quarterback that gets a guaranteed two yards. Mm-hmm. So you can't do two-point conversions. You can't do fourth down inside your side of the 50. And he just kept doing it. And that was important. I just had those videos coming out. It's like, just he is dumb. He's a very dumb man. And he's just given credit because he beats, what is he, 3-10 and 10 against top 25 teams? I don't remember. He only beats just trash. Every big game, they lose decisively. Ohio State was a beatdown. The Michigan game was a beatdown. Those aren't beatdowns. When you only average scoring so many points a game, it's not like at any point you thought Penn State was coming back against Michigan. At what point you were at? You had that sad game. You went down at what six o'clock in the morning? Yeah, I was there. God, I bet on it just because I wanted to root with you. I was just being a rider. I was like, okay, Penn State, let's go. Can you keep this within a touchdown? No, 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 no. This is a disaster of a franchise. At what point in the game did you realize we're gonna have a loss when the offense can't move it? The defense was that, was that the second drive? Great. Penn State had a great first drive. They just marched down the field, and it's like, okay, yeah. we got the stripe out. Let's go. Then just stall. Yeah. I don't know. That's why the coordinator got fired. Was that a scapegoat, though? Was it? We, the coordinator didn't make the decision to go for those fourth downs. The two-point conversion against Ohio State. That was the idiot John Madden Franklin version. <laughs> just this just stupid, like a teenage kid. But that's not the why plays. we lost. Those, play, those weren't why we lost. Those were just stupid plays. I think they were. But they're, they're purely the coach's decision. They're not the players. These are fixable decisions. Yeah, but I think he's talking about the offense as a whole. Like in the press conferences, he has been talking about how they have to get the easy. Short completions to get Drew loose at the beginning of the game. And, and they're not even trying. Any completion would be nice. That's the problem. That's why they got fired because he kept telling them. The head coach can directly change no, the offensive the, coordinator's play calling. But the offensive pl- coordinator is the one calling the plays. Yes, and if Franklin has a problem with that, he steps in and says, quit doing run, run, pass, punt. No, I think that's, like that, he, that, I that's think a terrible... Kept, I think he kept telling them that he wasn't changing. He was playing scared. Okay. I, I think like, that's the problem. That's I, feel, I feel like that should have happened when... One player on Ohio State, Maserati, managed to just beat them on his own. It's like, who isn't who picked the coordinator that can't scheme a game plan to take out one guy? We're talking one. This isn't like, this is just a bait. Because I, I don't know. The worst part about it is I don't know how good Ohio State or Michigan are. Because I don't know how bad. Like, is Penn State, should they, are they a top 50 team? <laughs> 
Is it like who? Point to me which player do they have that's going first round? Which good team have they beat? Um, well, you can compare us like on games on how you they play other teams. Like Maryland's gonna play Ohio State this week. We beat Maryland down. And if Ohio State beats them down, with a second, you'll see. But you can tell the skill level of a team. You can tell a uh, standard difference. But, like, right now, everyone knows Maryland's no good, or Rutgers, or Delaware State, or any number of these teams that's like, okay, you beat them 55 to 7. I mean, Iowa's got a good defense. <laughs> that's a th- you're putting a team that can't score anything. That's fine having a good defense, but if you can't score on offense, yeah, that's you can't win a game. But that's Ben State's problem. Yeah, and we win a lot of games. You just don't win against the best Against teams. clearly inferior. And that's where. Are they... Is it? Can you put Penn State in the bracket? Same goes with Michigan State. Can you really put them in the Michigan Ohio State bracket? Like, is this really a rival? Is Michigan Penn State really a rivalry? No, Penn State doesn't have any rivals. Unrivaled. So does that? They're not top tier. They're not bottom tier. It's just they're the, almost top tier. They're just like knocking on the door, but they're not there. I, I don't yeah, think I don't top ten. I don't know if Franklin has it in him to get bust through. I don't know. I, I know he doesn't. <laughs> I, coming from a Buffalo fan, watching Sean McDermott, another coach, which just will never win. You will never see Sean McDermott, Super Bowl champion. Mm. It, they don't fit. They don't work. Like This guy does not know how to call plays and manage the offense that he has. Franklin's the same way. Penn State will never break this bubble with him. He just needs a coordinator that's going to just operate it. Yeah, he needs people that does his job better than he does. So why don't you well, just that's fire what he did him? With defense, fire him and hire somebody better. He he's very good at recruiting. We get like some of the top recruits. We we Joey just Porter's son. He's a beast. Joey Porter recruited him. Denunzio's recruiting half of Penn State players. It's but the ghost of Paterno is bringing in more people than Franklin. No, Franklin Franklin fires the offense coordinator, and we still get that week a four star QB commit. They better because they don't. They have a one star. That guy they have. He's not a one star. He just doesn't have a coordinator. That slow, right. stupid, and a weak arm. That's not true. It's the worst combination. He does not have a weak arm. That you're not. Do you? He's missing people, but like he can't bounce it to them. He, he has some wide open players that he buries I, the ball into the ground. It seems very like they're not all on the same page. That's the quarterback. He's two years now. I, I he's think doing the, the, he's been doing this for two I think seasons. it might be the wide re, wide receivers. They suck. I, I, I can't tell. I watched him play, and that is not a quarterback that you can count on winning a game. He's not going to put a drive together in the fourth quarter to come back. He's someone that if he's playing a high school team, yeah, he'll look really good. That's great. <laughs> Go be a single-A basket, like basketball oh, no, team at football. That's he, great. He was a five-star recruit. <laughs> And who does what's uh, our boy's role in the recruiting? Franklin. You say he's a master recruit. He put five stars on this kid. I don't think he's the one who decides the star rating. That's the whoa. So he's not in charge of the offense. <laughs> not in charge of the defense, and he doesn't do recruiting. What does James Franklin add to the game? He does do recruiting. He flies in with his helicopter to the games and oh yeah, and he he found this guy they have now a five star recruit. So obviously his eyes. 
beautiful. Actually, the offensive coordinator found him. <laughs> so the offensive coordinator was doing all the work. Ohio State offered the kid, too. They wanted him. Ohio State's quarterback, I would make the same argument. I don't like anyone in the Big Ten, to be honest. Really? I don't like that. Like, I have to see Michigan play someone. I don't. I'm not convinced Penn State's a top twenty-five team. Not just not. <laughs> they're not. It, well, they're definitely top twenty-five. I don't know. They haven't beat anybody in the top twenty-five. They just play bottom feeders, and then every time they get a chance to step up and get a bowl game. Did West Virginia not get ranked yet? Not, I don't believe when they played. Not when they played, but yeah. That's important. Well, how are we you can't to do just anything about you, that. How are you supposed to? That do would include that? the amount of teams that you'd have to beat. Important There's teams. You can do about it. Though. With like triple in size, if you mean when they were ranked at any point in the season. But there's still like you, all... Colorado was in the top ten at one point. That doesn't mean if you beat Colorado now, you beat a top ten team. You got to beat them at their rank when they're ranked. When it yeah, comes yeah, out, but there's nothing you can do about it if you don't have ranked teams on your schedule. You're playing conference play. You make you pick your schedule. No, you're playing conference play. You got to play conference teams. You pick like two games. I thought four. I can't remember how many, but most of I the schedule was, is conference play. I thought it was six and four. Um, I don't know that. I don't know that for sure. Like seven and four. We did like I think three or four games that were. It's I haven't made a much of a play to learn this because it's all changing next year when all the teams switch conferences. But they're still, it's still going to be the same situation. Well, you won't be saying we don't play anyone because we'll be playing Oregon every year and stuff. It, it's going to make it more, in, maybe more interesting. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm curious I to know. see if Oregon and them are going to play Big Ten style football or if Big Ten's going to have to like... Like, I just wonder, because they kind of play a little bit different kind of football. The question is, is will Big Ten style football survive? In the NFL, that pro running game... Smash Mouth defense doesn't really exist anymore. That's why the NFL is gay. Uh, it's the pushification of the league. I'm not going to deny that, especially hey, after last night Mark Andrews got injured on an ankle tackle where a linebacker went to grab him mm-hmm. and put all his weight down to pull his shoulders back to stop him from getting into the end zone or getting the first down. He either broke his ankle, tore his ACL, he's done for the season. They want to try and ban that tackle. Mm-hmm. There was a fun debate on first take between a linebacker, Bart Scott, and Ryan Clark, the old Steelers safety, about if you're a safety, you have to make, if you're going against a tight end, they're bigger than you. A cornerback is a smaller guy. Mm -hmm. If he wants to pull you down, he has to bring his weight back. Mm -hmm. A linebacker, that's that's not always the case. But if you're talking in regardless of your size, if it's a fight for the first down, you can't expect the defensive player to hold back on a hit when the goal is to get the player to move back. Mm. That's the reason why you pull your weight back. Like, you grab the person by the shoulders, lean back. This twisted Mark Andrews ACL, right now the NFL has been debating this is a dirty hit. If they get rid of this style of hit or make it illegal, that's the end of contact football. We will, within five years, be doing flag. Doing some version of touch. I think they're already getting flagged. So the they're trying the All Star Game. They're trying the Olympics. The Olympics. Got, they're slipping it in there. You know, just be college football. Still be playing with pads. And they're just trying to grab each other's dicks instead of hitting each other. <laughs> That's just, so just waist grabbing. You just got something dangling off your waist. It's like grab it, rip it off. What if it just falls off? I we don't. This is. I won't. I won't watch this sport. That that will be the end of football for me. 
But I think when you pair that with the Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey thing, this league is really going south fast. I figured you would like the Taylor Swift thing. What would I like about it? Well, I figured you probably have the hots for it. No. No. No? Taylor Swift is the one that said embrace your cringe. I'm worried about her running for the Tennessee Senate one day. Why? She'd be a squad times 10. You want to see progressive? Once they can AI her voice, once they can just recreate her concerts, there's no money to be made in Hollywood anymore. You got robots that do it better. If she wants to fight for this, she's going to have to take the Senate. And she could challenge Mitch McConnell for a seat. Imagine Mitch McConnell versus Taylor Swift. You think it's going to be a competition? Yeah. Really? Maybe Rand Paul. I don't think Mitch. The Swifties will turn out. Mitch McConnell's voters are half dead. Maybe, actually, literally dead voters. Most of them might be dead. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know that. But I know that there's no. I've never met a Mitch McConnell supporter. I know that Swifties can ruin your life on the internet. That's why I won't say anything ne- negative about Mother. But if Travis Kelsey gets injured because of one of these dirty hits, Taylor Swift is going to call for the end of the NFL. On behalf, and then we should end it. The NFL, keep college football. No, it'll all end. It's contact sport. Yeah. Craig, they don't want kids hitting each other in the head anymore. You can't have college football if you don't have high school and peewee football. That's the ones that are currently moving the flag. No, the NFL will just go flag football. The NFL was the precedent, precedent for what happens with the NCAA. No, the NCAA, they won't care. They're going to cancel the NFL because adult consenting adults getting paid millions of dollars. They don't want to allow to hit each other. But college kids who are being manipulated for pennies on the dollar, they're going to be the ones that are forced to get CTE or CET or whatever the hell that brain contusion is. Will Will Smith played the movie. Yeah, because it's working. And then after that, he does this big movie about concussions and then slaps Chris Rock across the face. Yeah, they'll do it. Well, really, I'm sure Will Smith is really concerned about concussions. (laughs) That was a rant. That was a rant. Let's let's move. Let's. They should just cancel the NFL. How about this? Let's go from one controversial subject to one uncontroversial subject. Hamas versus Israel. Craig, you want you said it throughout a text saying you wanted to comment on it. I'm curious as to I have no idea what it is. What your take on this is? Who do you support? Why do you support? Who do I support? Israel versus Palestine. The Israeli Neither. Defense League Army versus Hamas. Neither. Okay, do you think we should be sending aid to either? No, probably not. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm saying we stay out. Yeah. My, my stance stays very similar to Ukraine. How come in the news you're not seeing anything about Egypt's, um, how they're also blockading? Without trying, I don't want to weigh in too much on this. To be clear, my specialty is the Ukraine, Eastern Europe situation, not the Middle East. I have been notoriously anti-Middle East involvement. I think we don't I quite understand those people. They don't like us. I don't think us trying to get involved in them has any purpose. What was your question? Um, why nobody is discussing is the Egypt. Taking why? in the refugees. Because to do that would mean that you were going to, it's what I, I think, it would mean that you're going to compi- 
to commit military help to their cause. And right now they're sitting board, sitting bordering Egypt, Jordan, Syria, Iran, Pakistan. Now this is like a lot of Muslim people, similar to Ukraine and Russia. We're talking tens of millions of Muslims mm-hmm. versus a handful of million Israelites. In Ukraine, we have the same thing. We're talking millions of Ukraine, Ukrainian Nazis versus Russian. Their population is 10, 20, 30 times bigger. They've got a 300 million person population going against a country of 30. In order for either one of these countries to win, Ukraine or Israel, they're going to need boots on the ground from NATO. Us sending money and weapons right now is all a virtue signal. But in order for them to actually win, they're going to have to fight a war with, the, in Israel's case, they're going to have to fight a war with the neighboring countries. See, I would just let Israel blow them up. Like, exterminate those people. Well, the, the, here's the thing. That's where the... I mean, they think it's okay to cut open... Understanding the situation like, is different. ...and kill the, and then decapitate their kids. Before we go... Just fucked up shit. We talked about this last episode. Remember, at the beginning of the Ukrainian war, they were saying that Russians... We're going in and taking babies out of NIC units, taking them off life support and throwing them on the ground. That was all I. That was just meant to get you, oh my God, beheaded babies. What's worse than beheaded babies? Let's just pump our brakes and consider the source before we act on this intel because it does not appear to be true. Yeah. It just seems like somebody who's trying to get me hyped to go to war for them. Like okay. th- that that's what it sounds like. I've been watching Washington do this for two decades. So you now. think nothing even happened? There was no night of terror? And I'm sure no, no, I'm I'm positive that it happened. I don't know how many people died from friendly fire. Is I know that on on September seventh, when the raid happened at midnight, the Israeli Defense League, the Israel military, they were just celebrating the beginning of one of their holidays. So they were kind of sleeping. They weren't at their gates. When Hamas, the Palestinian separatists came over, I don't know how many people died as an exchange fire between both sides. That it wasn't so much that, like at the nightclub. Now, mind you, I really don't know this, so I'm not taking a hard line. And this, a lot of people are getting in trouble for... You weigh, if you don't go hard line one way or another, you get attacked by both. And we just don't know how much, how many of the people like at the nightclub died as we crossfire between the two sides. Some of them might have been shot by IDL members. Some of them shot by Hamas. The thing that I know for sure is that the reason they took hostages were to do a trade for what they consider to be POWs in Israel. There are a number of Palestinian Hamas military members that are arrested inside the Israel territory that they figured if they abduct these people, they can do a swap. And that's currently, if you turn the media on now, like this week, that's been the big... It, um, Palestine says, we want a ceasefire. And Israel, Israel goes, we won't do that until you send us the hostages you took. And then Palestine goes, we'll send you those hostages after you send us our hostages. You send us your hostage. Send us the hostages that you took from us as like a hostage, like a traditional Middle Eastern. This happens like very frequently over there. So there was a debate last night 
between your boy, the libertarian David Smith, mm-hmm. and um, Laura Loomer, who he David Smith's a libertarian. She's a pop a populist right ran for office. Kevin McCarthy and the RNC didn't give her any money. Very powerful social media pre- presence. Potentially could be Trump's press secretary if he were to get back in office. I haven't got to listen to it yet. It was only on Rumble or uh, Zero Hedge. I don't know how familiar you are with that. I have no idea. These are different. These are like third brand. They're alternative news. So it's yeah. like it's interesting to see how much of a role they'll play. I respect both of them. Loomer is pro-Israel. Smith is pro-Palestine. And the, the debate host is that Adam Sosnick mm-hmm. from Patrick Bet David. He plays the liberal. He's also Jewish. So you have three Jews, left, right, libertarian, sitting around discussing this. I could change my opinion based off what I hear during that debate. Because to me, the big question is, is what is the dip? Like, I don't understand how uh, the majority of Bernie Sanders supporters, AOC squad supporters, LGBTQIA, they are all very pro-Palestine. They also have Ukrainian flags in their profile. Mm-hmm. I can't rectify that. I get how the neocons and the neoliberals are saying, let's fund both. Let's fund Ukraine's opposition to Russia. Mm-hmm. Let's fund Israel's fight against radical Islamic terrorism. What's odd is populist Democrats are pro-sending that money to Ukraine, but then they go, no, 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 Israel's a more. The opposite you have on the right, where you have both Bobby Kennedy and Tulsi Gabbard, which I'm with them on anti-funding Ukraine, but they're for sending money to Israel. And I need it explained to me the difference between the two. Because when I look at a comparison between the two causes, the only thing that I can find as a difference is I know that in Ukraine, the, the actual area they're fighting for is a frack field called Burisma. And Hunter was put on the board of it. And whoever owns that territory controls natural gas supply to Europe. So I get that. I don't understand the religious fight as much because we're talking a thousand years of history. But I get why NATO says we want your frack field. Mm-hmm. I heard reports this morning that in both Gaza and the Western Bank, they found a natural gas field out in the water, in their land. They want to drill it. Israel goes, you're going to pay us to do that. They're going to go, no, we have our own government. This is our land. If that is the case, which I do not know to be true yet, that's just something that I've just heard, and that to me is, if that's the case, no, through Israel, we are not paying money to try and steal natural gas fields from the Middle East. While AOC and the Green New Dealers, the people supporting Palestine, are the ones that are anti-fracking in America. We want to solve this problem. We should be fracking here. This is incredible that Democrats, whether it be Hunter in Ukraine or AOC in Palestine, are willing to risk American blood and tax money for a frack field. Mm-hmm. That you won't let us do in Pennsylvania. You won't let us do in Alaska. You won't let us do in the Midwest. To an extent. Imagine if us in New York were different countries. And the Marcellus Shale went underneath each of us. Who gets to drill it? Both. 
Do you want to drain it all? That's not, like, if efficiency-wise, it would be better for us to agree to split profits and just drill what we need. We don't need to just hammer the thing out because you want to drill it before your opponent. That's supposed to be a benefit of being the United States, is we don't do this, this stuff. What we have in Israel-Palestine, what you have in Ukraine and Russia, we don't do that here. That's supposed to be the whole idea behind the Constitution. The whole idea behind us all uniting. Yeah, some states are going to have slaves. Some states aren't. Some states are going to register people as three-fifths of a vote and vote on every half. Some won't. But we, and at the end of the day, when it comes to natural resources that are national security, well, let's do what's best for all of us. And we're efficiently frack in New York and Penn State or New York and Pennsylvania can collectively work out a way to make profit. Texas the same way down with the Mexican border. We have these all over the place. And it's just very interesting that I just found out natural gas in Palestine. And if that turns out to be not true, I'm back on, I'm for we just don't fund anything. Yeah. And like, I, I don't really see a point in picking a horse in this race. Mm -hmm. This looks like a race to the bottom. So I just kind of ignore it. If we got a natural gas issue, then I have to support Palestine in the same way that I support the people in the Donbass against Ukraine. Mm -hmm. So I, I want to get to the bottom of that. But the other things, we're talking, they both voted to secede from their country. I'm talking the Donbass, specifically the Lugansk and the Donetsk region. And then the Western Bank and Gaza Strip of the Palestinians. They both, um, it's a dispute that started not the last couple years. In the case of Israel, this thing goes back 70 years to after World War II. In the case of Ukraine, this thing goes back to 2014, maybe 2006. This is, it's just now that we see tanks on the ground. But they've been shooting long-distance bombs at each other for 10 years. It's just now that this is actually becoming a big thing. Um, it's a territory dispute. That for Ukraine, it goes back a thousand years. Israel, two thousand years. There's a language, religion, cultural divide, like a west side, east side, where you have Nazis versus Orthodox Catholics, Jews versus Muslims. So you're talking these are just very similar, and I just don't understand how an AOC supporter can continue to support Ukraine and want Israel blocked off. And how a Kennedy supporter can say no to Ukraine, but no, we want to give money to Israel. Like I need that to me is the crux in deciding. I Trump and Kennedy are both fall under that. Where they both say that they'd solve Ukraine in one day very easily. There's no way you just ate all that candy. Yeah. Wow, that should be a that should be the cover of that the thing of the episode. <laughs> Isn't it? I've been waiting to break into my take five, mm -hmm. and Craig just is a mountain of everything. He's sucking on a lollipop. He's like three weeks. He's holding Oreo. Like he's just straight up eating all of Cash's candy. Oh my! Oh my! And he, then the, he's not allowed to have sugar. Yet. Well, the, another reason I think this is so important. What I was talking about here, <laughs> the DNC Civil War is. A lot of the people that Kennedy would be courting mm -hmm. don't support him now, like Jimmy Dore, yeah. because of his stance being pro-Israel. Really? And, and if you're looking at Biden's biggest issue in the primary, is his 
he has candidates running against him strictly saying cut funding to Israel. And it might be more than half of the party. If you're just watching the mainstream news, Fox, all aboard, bomb, 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 Palestine. CNN and MSNBC, they were like that a week or two ago. Mm -hmm. They've kind of backed down. They've kind of gone back and gone like, well, there were protests on both sides, and they're actually pro-free speech. Ben Shapiro comes out. He wants everyone locked up who says anything remotely (laughs) pro-Palestine. This is a guy who six months ago was on the other side of free speech. Yeah. I was with him. And it's like that's where I'm right now I'm 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 keeping notes, I'm taking a list. Anybody that flip flops on free speech, I am a free speech absolutist. I think you should be able to scream fire in a crowded movie theater if you think there's fire. What are we doing here?